If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host A.O. Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. Happy Friday people and welcome to another episode of the FMFU podcast. You know, I was doing some thinking and uh, I've come to the conclusion I don't think there was a better time than growing up as a kid or even a teenager in the decade of the 90s. Now, this is not me sitting here saying that, oh, 90s babies are the best because, nah, that's not true. I'm an 88 baby, so, of course, in my opinion, I'm going to think the 80s is the best for the babies. But also, I think that anybody born after December of 1990, I think they're all in like a different, like weird mindset of their own. But anyway, what I mean is being a 90s kid, actually growing up in it and remembering all the good times and good things that we had. It brings back a lot of memories. Let's think about it. Niggas had Dunkaroos. Gushers first came out. We played heads up, seven up in school. DZ Discovery Zone was lit. <laughs> Creepy Crawlers, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Oof. Wonder Balls, Street Sharks, Goosebumps books and movies were popping. Mighty Morphin Power Fucking Rangers, KB Toys, girls will be writing with those fucking gel pens. The movie The Brave Little Toaster, the real Nickelodeon with Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, Doug, Roundhouse, and all that. Pogs. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Pop-Tart Cereal, Animaniacs, Pokemon, Pizza Lunchables made their debut, Super Soakers. Nick, I could go on all fucking day talking about this shit. Instead of text messages, we used to get notes passed back and forth. Sometimes you would even get some slid into your locker. Sliding a note in the crack of one's locker, man, that was the original way to slide in the DM. Man, come to think about it. I used to have a whole Air Jordan box full of fucking notes talking about nah, who the fuck knows what. But regardless of all the great notes and video games and kickball games I used to smack niggas in on the playground, there's always one thing of the 90s that is near and dear to my heart. I had to get the song on there and let it break it down for you, you know, take you back a little bit by paying homage and uh, letting us hear one of the uh, one of our favorite jingles growing up um, on one of our favorite commercials. The Toys Are Us 
kid. Toys R Us is the ultimate memory place from my childhood. It was heaven on fucking earth. The best place you can possibly be taken to because even if you weren't necessarily going to get anything from your parents, you could at least play the demo for the latest video game or when Crash Bandicoot's about to come out and it's, you know, got to pre-order it and shit. You could at least play it and know what's going on with it. You could also play with the newest toys in the stores to, you know, see, see what you could potentially get one day. Too many memories in that big fucking place of a store. And I remember when all of the art boxes for the video games were on display. Right. And to purchase one, well, you'd have to grab one of those paper slips from that was all in the pouch that was underneath the art box. So when you grab one of these paper slips, you'd pretty much take that and have to hand it to one of the people who worked there. And then they'd see what game you want. So I don't know, say it was Super Mario or some shit or they'd take the slip and then take it to the back and go behind the big cage wall or whatever it was and then bring the game out to you. So then they could you could purchase it or your parents could purchase it. And uh, that's pretty much how they took care of getting the game you wanted. You know, shit just sticks to you, man. I remember I used to get promised trips um, that we would go if I got good grades on my report cards. And lots of times, you know, because of that, I was able to get, you know, whatever I wanted most at the time, whether it was a new Power Ranger, Ninja Turtle, whatever the fuck it was. But whatever I wanted for based on my hard work, I got rewarded from going to a trip to Toys R Us. Like, I remember my mother or my grandmother. I can't remember who it was, but it was one of them. But remember, they stood in this long ass line to get me the uh, Green Ranger to get the Dragon Zord toy for me for Christmas. Because, you know, everybody was fucking beating each other up to get their hands on Power Ranger shit. Like, it was a fucking madhouse. Like, I got my first mountain bike from Toys R Us. I got my first mongoose from Toys R Us. The chrome one with the blue letters I told you about with the black pegs. That came from there. Toys R Us even had the audacity to have a weekend Pokemon League. Where you could go on Saturdays and meet with other kids in this setup Pokemon League area to battle and trade. Yo, man. Niggas ain't want to fuck with me the Pokemon shit when it came to the cards. Yo, like, like I was the type of little nigga that never wanted to trade his cards unless he had doubles. Like, I figured, I guess, in my small, monopolized mind that shit, nigga, if I trade something I don't have double of, how will I ever collect them all? Gotta catch them all. But, you know, eventually it had gotten to a point where I had them all, except fucking Charizard. And goddamn it, anybody who knows anything about some fucking Pokemon cards from back in the day, they know that grabbing that holographic Charizard was hard as fuck. I get packs of that shit all the fucking time. I remember one time I got a pack every day. We went and got a little booster pack. I could never find that fucking orange lizard. Like it was so hard. It just never worked out for me. But anyways, so one day I met this dude and he told me, he's like, man, I'll be willing. I'll trade you my Charizard. But he wanted like four cards, man. And I, I can't remember what all of them were, but I remember most of them. And, you know, I was hesitant at first because three of them I didn't have doubles of. But, you know, like, I, I, you know, I, so I was, I was hesitant. I'm like, man, I don't want to give you these. I ain't got doubles of them. I ain't tell them that. You know, I was, I'm a haggling little nigga. You know, I'm, this, this hustling shit started at a young age. Yo. I used to hustle cream savers, fucking CDs. Like, that's my nigga dog. But anyway, like, I, my, my little monopolized hustling mind, I'm like, man, I don't want to give you three of my cards. I don't got doubles of because shit, nigga, I ain't got doubles of them. How am I going to get them all? But anyway, so I thought to myself more and I'm just like, you know what, little nigga? This is a holographic Charizard. Trade them fuck ass four cards and get that motherfucking Charizard. 
So I traded with dude and got my Charizard. Then I had to go back on the hunt for a fucking holographic Alakazam since that was one of the cars that I had to trade away. But I got lucky with that one because my cousin Stevie hooked me up for my birthday. Uh, surprised me. And uh, that completed me getting all 102 of the basic set of Pokemon cards. Shout out to my cousin Stevie, by the way. But anyways, I'm probably rambling about nonsense. But honestly, I'm just hoping that it did give you a nostalgic feel while you was listening. If you did grow up in that time period or you know, if you had a kid in that time period, hopefully it brought back a few good memories for you because not even just 90s kids, but 80s babies and 70s kids, they were all influenced by Toys R Us by either, you know, if they didn't shop for themselves, they were shopping for their own kids. I know my mother probably got plenty of fucking memories by empowering whatever crazy story. She could probably tell a whole bunch of them. But, you know, as you should know right now, though. You're probably like, why the fuck are we talking about Toys R Us? Like, this nigga's so fucking random. Hey, fuck you. You tuned in, nigga? Listen. But, as you should know by now, and the reason for my whole rant, as we always got to start with a positive, a negative always follows. And we done talked about this a couple episodes. But, y'all should know, if you're paying attention to the news, Toys R Us is about to go bye-bye. <laughs> Marking the end of a 70-year era. The company, they're going to close or sell all 735 stores in the country, which you really sit here and think about that. That shit is crazy. Like you've got a store that's been doing business for 70 years. You're this successful that you have 735 stores. Just think about that. You just think of you regular person or whatever you do, whoever you are, you start a store. You have 735 of them bitches in the country. You have some overseas as well. And that shit just folds the fuck up. Like, if anybody would want to make a bet on that, you'd probably think like, man, that's impossible. Like, if I knew anybody who got 700 something stores, I'm probably going to think that they're going to be successful forever. Like, I'd bet the house on that. But it's so crazy how you can have all of this and shit can fold like that based on, I mean, well, probably really only a couple of bad events like Toys R Us had some bad investments. They took on a lot of debt and basically the new people that bought the company purchased it on like some equity. So they they bought it and was in debt. And ultimately, even besides the facts of that, they might not be closing everything if they didn't have those bad investments. But I just think Toys R Us was unable to keep up with the times. But the memories of Toys R Us, as I stated, they're going to always be great. And time is constantly moving on. Hey, episode one, you got to get with the times or get left in the dust. This shit has even happened more recently, though. Well, I don't want to say it happened more recently because that's a different context. But let's look at it this way. If you go back to the month of June, yeah, June, 11 years ago. So that puts us at 2007. That was the year I graduated, by the way. June of 2007 is when Steve Jobs had announced the very first iPhone. So I'm thinking it didn't have a number yet. So uh, for numerical purposes, we can call it iPhone zero, iPhone one, whatever. I don't, they didn't have numbers. It was just iPhone. But uh, whatever you want to call it. Think about how downgraded that iPhone is compared to an iPhone eight or an iPhone 10 or even a seven. Just anything that's out now that's still readily available and that people have. Anything we have access to now. Think about the downgrade 
or upgrade if you go from 07 to 2018. Think about the upgrade. If you want to look at it that way, how significant of a change it's been. And that's only been in an 11 year span. So for Toys R Us the last 70 years and do what they've been doing. I mean, that's still pretty good, but it's still kind of outrageous when you got all of these stores, man. But sticking to smartphones, smartphones weren't even the norm really in 2007. I had, in 2007, I had a damn Nextel Chirpy Chirp. I had the uh, i870 joint with a, it had to push the flip button on the side and it had the uh, pause play and then the skip and, and back buttons on the front, you know, so you know, I could listen to some music on a little punk ass SD card. So, you know, not everybody was talking with smartphones or, or Blackberries quite yet at that time. Well, maybe some of y'all rich motherfuckers had one in, in high school, but we can definitely say most did not. So if you look at it in 2018, some of y'all kids, kids got one and are all smartphone, iPhone, galaxy out. Toys R Us failed to adapt to the times. And ultimately, in 2018, they got what? Left in the dust. I have an almost three-year-old at home. She plays with toys, which is good. I try to do what I can to keep her active, like playing with toys and when it's nice out going outside and doing activities. So she has swimming on the weekends and, you know, different things like that. So she's just not in the house all the time. But I'll be real with you, though, when it's some days like when she has her toys or whatever, or it might be cold outside or raining and we can't go outside or do anything. Sometimes there's just no competing with that damn iPad and that fucking YouTube kids. Now, don't get it twisted here. YouTube kids is a gift because it gives you some time to yourself if you want them to sit there quiet and watch their show while you either watch your own show or play the game or whatever. But the weird thing about it with these kids and on the iPad or even on your cell phone and watching YouTube kids, these kids nowadays seem to always want to only watch one thing. Other kids playing with fucking toys. <laughs> Uh, and I don't understand. I'm not quite sure why, like, this is such a thing. And I know I'm not the only one because, I, you know, I've, I've seen it all the time. Like, people talk about it on their statuses. And I, I think there was even a meme one time that was just like, Toys R Us is going out of business because all the kids are on their iPads just watching other kids play with toys. And the shit, <laughs> it kind of hit me in the, in the <laughs> it made me chuckle because I'm like, damn, that shit's funny. It's a meme. But it's one of those funny but true fucking memes it's like but they be just sitting there watching people play with toys it's just fucking crazy so i don't know it sucks so toys r us is dying more of our childhood memories are dying as just everything dies as you get older and uh walmart and target they're gonna be sure to increase their revenue by picking up uh all them toy shoppers who still used to go to toys r us myself included uh, you know amazon's gonna get some of my money too but um, but think about it though. They, they starting to sell shit fast, man. They liquidating everything. Everything must go. You might want to even think about doing some Christmas shopping early this year. If you got kids or nieces or nephews or whoever, there's going to be mad fucking deals going on. And, um, my saying is always this. If you ain't making money, the next best thing is to save money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's always going to be a fact, but uh, moving on, it's just as sad as it is to say Toys R Us will be no more. And even though we have to move on with everything in life, the shit still fucking sucks, man. I remember when my mom and my grandma or whoever, you know, used to always talk about, you know, old stuff, you know, that 
maybe used to exist around the area. Oh, yeah, we used to have this. You know, y'all y'all kids missed out on this or we used to have that and y'all kids missed out on that. And, oh, that was the shit back in the day. You know, they don't got nothing like that no more. And, you know, I used to hear that shit all the time. Like, man, whatever, man, I'm chilling. It's fucked up because, man, it, it's kind of been happening for a few years. But I think with this Toys R Us shit, man, I think I really am officially at that fucking age where the change has been so progressive that I can really tell my kid, girl, you missed out on Toys R Us because y'all ain't got no fucking type of store like that. And you really missing out because Toys R Us was the shit. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. thing I always try to be in life is I always try to be a positive person. Sometimes things might not always go your way, but you got to do your best to try to just look on the bright side and know that, hey, things could always be worse. But even though they could always be worse, you still need to strive to do better. So because of my mentality being this way, I'm the type of person that likes other people who are positive, people who like to keep the positive mindset. And sometimes it's necessary for them, and this is myself included, to keep that positive mindset to help them accomplish their goals. And usually they're usually goals that will, you know, make their future bright. But. With that being said, there's always one thing that always bothers me is people talking about their goals on social media. Now, it might sound harsh because some people might think, well, shit, Rish, what if what if they want to spread some positivity among their fellow socialites? Man, I get that. And I don't think that it is necessarily a terrible thing, but I feel that the problem with that is that it creates a sort of target on your back and it can also create complications for your social media friends what do you mean cuz let me explain nigga so let's say i post online you know oh i'm feeling good it's a wednesday man yeah i got this plan yo yeah nigga i'm about to nigga i'm going to school i'm about to do this i'm gonna major in this i'm doing all this you know Oh, you know, okay, I'm about to buy a brand new car this year. I'm buying this exact car. Um, you know, I'm buying this house exactly this on this exact street. Nigga, I'm taking this trip, this trip, this trip. I don't know anything you can think of, you know, some shit that would sound like that. Well, I'm gonna be real with you. When you start talking about all that shit you gonna do or what you about to do, you just put a target on your back. You put a target on your back when you put this shit out there, because after you put it out, it's going to be people that's going to remember. Now, not everybody, because some people just scroll and some people just don't really pay it no mind. But if you're somebody that talks about it and you do it all the time, people are going to put that eye on you. They're going to look at you through a scope like, OK, nigga, yeah, you about to pull up in the OK, yeah, let me see. I want to see when you pulling up in that shit, my nigga, especially the ones that, you know, think they're your friends or try to be your friends or they fake friends or they nosy bitches for ex bitches. And they just trying to do shit like that. Like is they they going to pay attention to, you You know what I mean? So the target comes because if you don't produce with all this shit you were talking about, all them people with that scope on you. They're going to be like, man, well, this nigga, when he said he was going to get this car, man, that, that nigga still ain't in school. Man, that, that nigga, I ain't know that nigga couldn't have taken no trips. I see this nigga at the corner store every day buying some Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shit like that. You basically set yourself up to look more like a fraud than someone who was actually trying to get on their shit. 
In my opinion, I think the best way to be about things is to not talk about it, but to just be about it. Just because you want to have a positive outlook on things or keep yourself motivated doesn't mean you have to post your planned moves that you plan on doing on social media. Coming up with a plan is fine. You should write everything down. Maybe put all your ideas on what you want to do in a notepad on your smartphone. If you have shitty handwriting, because that's what I do. I put everything on my fucking notepad. Like I, that is my go to. My phone always going to be with me. Why not have it in my notepad? But do something like that because plans change all the fucking time. And you don't want to be the one that's given that perception that nigga, I'm just full of shit. I just be bullshit and I'm just be talking. So I think if you do want to get online and talk about things, you shouldn't talk about it until after you get it. So until you get that job or until you get that new car or until you get that new house, wait until after the fact until you want to post some big shit, you know, that way it's like I'm already done, my nigga. I was silently grinding like, look what I got to show for it. Boom. You know, don't just post on what you plan on doing. Niggas always want to do something or think that they got a plan on how to do something. But a lot of times when people talk about I'm going to do this and do that, people haven't looked at steps one, two, three, four or five and don't even know where to begin. And for me personally, that shit kind of pisses me off. So just don't do it. But remember, you got to be careful with your positive inspiration, quote unquote, because I mean, let's be real. Putting shit online ain't nothing but a humble brag. Let's let's be a thousand people. Everybody does it for the snap or does it for the gram or the Facebook or whatever. Like we post shit to show off. Like I'm not showing off like my head, like, oh, my waves look good or some shit. If I ain't got a fucking haircut, because, yeah, the shit might be busting. But, nigga, I look like Scruff McGruff. Now, as soon as I walk out that motherfucking chair, I might hit y'all on the snap like, ah, nigga, they spinning, nigga, they spinning, you know, shit like that. It's all a, a low-key humble brag. Like, let's say a nigga buy a new Benz. Oh, man, that nigga about to take mad pics. He gonna make a collage and pick stitch. He gonna make sure that the motherfucking Benz symbol is all in each one of the little pictures in his pick stitch. He gonna post all that shit online to show off. It's a humble brag. You don't really see too many people like doing shit like that. If they buy a fucking, I don't know, O2 charger. I don't even know if they're making charges then, but something like an old Honda. Like they, they might be like, you know, hey, I'm proud of where I came from and maybe gave a little motivational speech after they achieve which they consider that their goal. And that's fine because you're basically telling other people I had to do this as a, I don't know, let's see for example, me and my three. I had to do this and this is what I achieved and I'm proud of that. I wanted to share with y'all. That's cool. But <laughs> some, a lot of people are not going to do that. They don't wait till they got like, you know, that one Louis bag, these bitches with that one Louis bag that they got to have in every fucking, you ever know this bitch got a Louis bag and she always makes sure that shit is in like every fucking picture. Like it don't fucking matter. Like she'll, she'll take a picture of the kids in the hallway and then that bitch is hanging on the door. She at the club, that bitch... It really wasn't coat check but she just happened to go get it and now that bitch is on her arm like <laughs> the, shit, <laughs> the shit is funny man people just post for humble bragging but the problem with the humble brag is that like i said earlier when you're probably well you, you said it can cause issues what issues would it cause well you might start to piss people off 
not necessarily piss them off in a way that they're mad at your success, but people like to compare blessings on the internet and that's a problem. So just because shorty down the street just got a 70 inch TV and you only got a 55, you can't be like, oh, I got to outdo this bitch now because you really don't know the whole story. That bitch might have got that TV from Renner Center and they might be on their way to get it next week. <laughs> so keep the humble bragging uh, as humble as you can. Be proud of your successes. Share them when you feel necessary. But just remember, people are always watching. Humble yourself. Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Like and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me, for us, or you can leave it in a status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same at names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck. Always keep it a thousand and perception is everything. I hope you have a nice day. Still fuck y'all.